Oh, Robbie. Welcome to uh, It's That Podcast. Uh, the bonus episode, as I guess we'll call it. Because uh, we're just going to talk music. Oh, yeah. let me sit down. Oh, there we go. So we touched on, uh, if you listened to ni- episode 9 AK, it was a good day. Um, at the end of it, we were talking about bands we didn't, we could appreciate but didn't get, right? Yes. Right? right? We were, that's what we, that was kind of what we were hitting at. And I, I came up with two pretty easily off the top of my head. But I don't, I didn't get any from you. So do you have any that are like you, you can appreciate and you understand their place, so to speak? Well, but you don't get it. You don't like them or whatever. No, I, uh, it's weird. There, there have been bands like that for me in the past that have ended up growing on me. Mm hmm. Because of people that I've known and people that have appreciated them and have brought me around. Mm-hmm. Um, Pink Floyd, one. Um, Grateful Dead, one. Nah. I know, not for you. Keep it. I know. Yeah, I understand the jackass. Georgia loves loves the Grateful Dead. <laughs> as you can clearly hear. Yeah, she's singing Jack Straw yeah, back that's there. Right. Yeah, that's right. um, yeah, I guess... It would be more of a a style, maybe. I mean, because like I could throw out string cheese incident right now, or yeah. fish, or yeah. bands that are Ugh. like technic. I know I'm just saying that are technically good. Yeah, that people love. Yeah, that I I I kind of just don't get it. Right. That's yeah, and that's kind of what yeah. So things like that, like like I said, I said in the, uh, in the uh, episode, AK, uh, Bowie. I don't. I'm not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I don't. I. Don't get it, right? But I like it. I appreciate it. I I I understand his place in the music lexicon. I guess is the best way to put it, or whatever. But I don't. I don't. It's not for me. But I guess the part of the discussion that I'm trying to get at is yeah. with everybody that I mention. Mm-hmm. I bet if we dug deep enough, we would find something that either a you would find acceptable, or mm-hmm. b something that you would go. You know what? There's a time where I could actually see myself putting that on. But yeah. it's taking the time to find that stuff. So True. unless you have a friend that will play it for you right. or right. you know, right. you have a lot of time on your hands, which it seems like the older we get, the less of that there is. <laughs> right. And if and if there is that time, I, I normally just want to take a nap. Amen. It's uh Amen. It's like Ah, fuck. I don't know. But one of the bands that I'm trying to, I don't want to say come around on, but to understand better, Mm -hmm. um, are these these cats here. Oh, Oh. I forgot I'm unplugged. You are unplugged. Forget it. (laughs) Anyway, it was Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Yeah. Because our Western Illinois correspondent, Oasis Superfan, that would be his uh, probably current favorite band that is still performing and performing in clubs around no, us not not now now but eventually correct yeah no but being able to go see the any live band that you love in a venue that holds less than yeah, holds like 2000 people yeah is pretty is awesome. pretty awesome so yeah i mean seeing shows at the castle is <clears throat> Yeah, let's hope that's still around. And I guess this would be yeah. a time where we could touch on um, the stimulus package, yeah, and what it, it will involve, right? And it will eventually get passed by Congress, even if Trump does his grandstand. I'm going to veto it because it's not big enough for the American people. Blah blah blah. Right. So he can go out, and then mouth breathers will say, "Hey, he wanted to give us more money. It was the rest of Congress and the swamp mm-hmm. that didn't want to give it to us." Yeah. Anyway, it Mi- includes... It's Mitch. it's Mitch that didn't want to give it to you. Yeah. Mitch. Mitch. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. No, I I wanted you to get to the part of the package that is actually going to help a lot of yeah. places. So there was a... Um, Something for the arts. A, a provision for the arts called Save Our Stages. And it's basically a relief plan for uh, theaters and music venues and things like that. Um, that were obviously devastated because they couldn't host any concerts since March, unless you're in Nashville, you know, or Florida, right? You know, or something like that. Sure. 
but like real venues <laughs> like, uh, have been pretty much devastated, Castle included, I'm sure. Um, you know, and I, I know they've tried to do this, and it probably not enough, there wasn't enough interest in it. Right. But what I, what I always wondered is why not just have, I guess, I don't know. Have an artist go and play an empty venue and stream it everywhere. Well, they've done. I, I know there's been bands that have done that. I know, but Isbel did it. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, they they did that. I think I want to say it's got to be weird for them too, though, right? Oh yeah, not getting that energy back from the crowd. I mean, it's got to just be like either a practice or like a TV taping or in the studio, or, right? Or, yeah, for sure. It'd be hard to have a lot of real emotion if you're just right. I don't know, right. Just on a stage somewhere, just playing. Empty. Yeah, empty. And not hearing. Right. Cheers at the end that you're used to. And, and I saw an article. Oh, go all the... Um, no. He's not going to go away. Um, I saw an article about when shows come back, that ticket prices are going to be through the roof. Are they really? Yeah, because these guys have to make back the money they lost. Right. Right? Yeah, because this package, again, isn't going to... It's not going to make them whole. No. Not by any means. It's it's hopefully not going to have I don't them go think, bankrupt. I, I exactly. I don't even think it's designed for that. Mm-mm. It's just to keep them afloat. And it was spo- and the way they're talking is it's like a three month bridge, right? Right. Well, Something is that like what that. the unemployment thing is for too? Yeah, it's supposed to be. Okay. But yeah, it's completely something that is meant to be a stopgap. It is not meant to fix necessarily completely fix right you know because like if you like you know let's again we keep using going to the castle because it's the one we go to down here but like the castle theater will get enough money to get them through until they can host concerts again i don't think there's gonna be enough for them to make up what they've lost right necessarily but it's going to be enough to keep them open right i mean and i mean what's your overhead right Right. I, right. Electricity. That's probably it's probably dark. Yeah. The whole mm, time. I mean, gas for the furnace. Probably let go all, all your the, bartenders. All the supplies you security. Lost, like all the beer you bought is all has to be thrown out. Start from scratch. Right. Yeah, but I kind of got the feeling that they would like buy prior to shows. Right. Maybe. Like they would Get stock up because show. they would only. They only had shows show. like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, so they'd get enough for like that week's show on like yeah, Tuesday that weekend. or Wednesday. And then, yeah, that's possible. And the and the hard liquor, you know, you don't have to throw that out. No, you don't have to throw that out. So, but all the beer, you yeah. have to pitch that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a year old before anybody oh. gets in there. Right? Sure. But yeah, so... Um, Schlitz Tall Boys after a year ooh. probably taste the same as they would. <laughs> right, you're, probably, you're probably right. Um, uh, a topic we were going to talk about we talked about two podcasts ago. Some of the worst concerts you've been to. Yes. We both were at one of mine. That was just, to be fair. To be, to be fair, fair. We were really drunk. Yeah. We got Blitzkrieg drunk beforehand, yeah. which is probably not, that's probably more on us. Yeah. So maybe we're misremembering how bad it was. No. But we saw drive-by truckers down here, and it was they were not good. You know, it was a Tuesday night, I think, if I remember right. Yeah, they were just looking for the gas money to get home or something, get, or to get to Chicago for the weekend. Uh, maybe who knows? Yeah, but yeah, it. Uh, they were not. They were not good. I had friends at that show as well. We were up. We had uh, seat seats, right? And we, we were decided to splurge and get seats and sit upstairs and be comfortable, right? Unfortunately for me, that. Uh, Anyway, um, work out. Yeah, cats downstairs uh, that were watching the show. It was their first time seeing them live. Oh boy! Oh boy! So they had a completely different take on it. Yeah, they thought it was fantastic. They yeah. loved it. Yeah. The fact that you know they they messed up two songs. Yep, and would start them over. Uh, kind of pissed Joe and I off. <laughs> yeah, I did. mean the first time it's kind of funny, whatever, blah blah blah. But and then we. Um... We were in a corner, so we had like echoes just we everywhere. Did. The sound was awful. So I mean, to be fair, to be fair, it may not have been as bad as we remember, but it 
the way we remember it. Oh, you came good. home and you were hot. It was hot. You, you went on Twitter. And you I did. Them. Don't do that when you're drunk. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't know if I even told you this. Last weekend, uh huh, I got suspended from Twitter for like twelve hours. No. Yeah. For because uh, the Irish got their ass beat. Yeah. And I tweeted at Shep. Oh. And it may have gotten a lot of hand. Oh. And I got banned. The show jerk. Yeah, I was being a jerk to the show jerk. Well, and, no longer the show jerk. Right. He gone. He gone. Now, but yeah. not only did he just block you. And I, I apologized. On Facebook, actually, not Twitter. But yeah. I'm like, sorry, Shep. Sorry, but, Twitter. But not only did he block you, but Twitter. What, I don't know if he blocked me. Oh. I think it maybe didn't get to him, is my guess, because it, it was profanity-laced, I'm sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, anyway. I deserved it. Were you a little overserved? Or? I was a little overserved. Okay. Maybe a lot overserved. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that DBT show was... Wasn't, wasn't great. And, again, going in with expectations... Correct. ...that were not met will always amplify... Right. ...what it... Yeah, of yeah. course. Um, another show that we left. You were not a part of this. Oh. Um, Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> we, <laughs> and it isn't because of Dave Matthews. Okay. I have to sneeze. Tom, hit the button. Tom, you know the we, cat. You know we the cat's right for the here. Button. Hit the button. God. Anyway, um, he even said he was going to sneeze. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dave Matthews Band. So we they played the World Music Twitter Center thing. This is right when they were breaking big. Right. Mm-hmm. They went from little clubs to big places. Yep. So we, now to be fair, to be fair, we lived down there. That's where I grew up. Right. That area. And you a little went further south. But you yes. went to see the opening act. Didn't no, no, no. You? We went to go see Dave Matthews. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. Um, Opening acts, there were two. All right. Was the Freedy Jones Band. Okay. This is when the hit happened for them, right? Sure. The hit. Uh, ben Harper Ooh. was magnificent. Yeah. Very good. The sound was amazing for both the opening act and Ben Harper. We were kind of surprised how good it sounded. Then Dave Matthews came out. And it sounded like this. Wow. That's how it sounded. Wow. Yeah. Garbled, muddy... Um, their live sound guy probably should have been fired after that gig. Wow. And we left. Three songs in and we left. As you do. We're like, nope. <laughs> not happening tonight. Nope. Uh-uh. I'm not spending an hour listening to this. Another hour listening to this. Wow. Or whatever it was. Because we were up 25, 30 minutes in. And we're like, this is awful in every way. Yeah. And we We left. My old man and I bailed on a show because of sound, and I felt horrible about it. But I mean, he was the one that suggested it. Yeah. Uh, Merle Haggard. Oh. At the old Rosemont. Oh man, Rosemont Horizon. Yeah. The Horizon, the Allstate Arena. It was, and it was the uh, Leanne Rhymes opened, and it was her first hit. So she was Blue. doing, yeah, she was doing the Patsy Cline. Sure. Sound alike. Mm-hmm. As a little kid, and her sound was phenomenal. Yeah. And then it gets to the hag, and it was distorted, Ugh. and you—I mean—you couldn't clearly understand any lyrics. And I'm not because of him. I mean, it, you know, hey, we all get old, and it's Merle. We sing different, but and it's Merle. You have to, you do, yeah. But yeah, it was not good. Uh, another, uh, another bad concert I went to was um, when I was working at Hag Wish Records. Uh, the owner got me tickets to go see Stevie Ray Vaughan and Jeff Beck. Ooh. Powerhouse sure. concert, right? You would think. Now, this is when Stevie got clean, so this is when InStep came out. Got it. About a year before he died. Okay. About that. Year, year and a half before he died. And Stevie played first. It was at the USC Pavilion. Okay. Which, if you've ever been there, you know it's a cavernous um, concrete bunker of an arena. Okay. It's not great. I and mean, we were on the side. We weren't upstairs. We were on the side, and it was whatever. Stevie played. He was great. Blew our doors off to the point where the person I'm with, I'm looking at him like, 
you know, if Jeff Beck sucks, we can just go. Like, <laughs> like we've been entertained, and the tickets cost us nothing. Right. We got them through work. I got them through work. Uh, I'm like, well, let's let's see what Jeff Beck has. To sure. What, what do you bring to the party? This is when Jeff Beck's Guitar Shop came out. If you remember that album, I do not on Columbia Records. Hello, I got an awesome Columbia Records story too. Anyway, um, so hey, I might file Jeff Beck under my ununderstood. Okay, but uh, well, we, we appreciate. Circle, we'll circle back. To sure. Jeff Beck. All right. Um, he was awful. It, it. The only thing you could hear was the drums. Really? Yeah. Like the the live sound guy was a drummer. You know, the old, sure. I can't hear the drums. Hit them harder. Oh, no, no, no. no. He was hitting them plenty hard. And they were turned up plenty loud. Wow. And you could hardly hear Jeff Beck. Like, hardly at all. And that's the whole reason anybody would come. Right. To but see I, Jeff Beck. You know what, to though? see him play guitar. I bet he could hear himself in his monitors. I bet he could, too. Yeah. But the sound, out sound was, I think we made it through a song. And then we left. Wow. Yeah, we left. Which is fine. Like, again, they were free tickets. We saw who we wanted to see. We saw Stevie. That's who we kind of went to go see. But let's circle back on Jeff Beck for a minute. I was going to say, give me I a chronology. I can't say you're wrong. Okay. If I'm honest. He, w- I mean, he, he was never with May, John Mayhall, right? No, never. Okay. He was in the Yardbirds. Right. That's what, that would have said that's where he started. Yeah. Okay. He started in the Yardbirds. Then he went solo. Okay. After Paige stole the Yardbirds, basically. Well. And As made he should. Them, and made them Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Which is fine. Well, not really made them Led Zeppelin. No. He got three new guys. But he did. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I digress. Um, they were supposed to be the new Yardbirds, and then they went, the Yardbird people went, no. No. Not for At you. Any rate, None for you, Higgins. So, um, so he has a solo album called Truth, which is epic. It is epic. Rod Stewart's on vocals. And it is epic. It is like Zeppelin 1-2 level of epic. Really? Oh, yeah. All right. It's amazing. I'm learning things, kids. I need, to, am- get some, I need to get get on this. After that, though, kind of off the rails. Okay. He He's way more experimental. I think he was tired of doing the blues thing. Okay. So he started monkeying around with jazz and other stuff, and it wasn't wasn't very appealing. It's another, I, I agree with you. Okay. Except for truth. That album's incredible. All right. Like, why couldn't you just do that? But maybe you got tired of doing that, which is fine. Whatever. It's your prerogative. All right. If you well, have enough money, then yeah, go for it. Here, then, then we come to the part of the show called Shelf Life. Okay. And Robbie Gould missed another one. Did he? <laughs> oh, no. That was, oh, no. That, that was, was a replay. Yeah. My bad. Sorry. Um, yeah. Shelf Life. Yeah. So, um, my shelf life for Elton John yep. ends in like nineteen eighty two. Okay. Anything after that? Are we are we is this I'm still standing or is that before I'm still standing? I'm 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 gonna give him I'm still standing. Okay. Just because of the age I was at the time. Sure. Right? Understandable. And maybe that was more like So you're saying Red Strikes Back. Or just that song. The album or just that song? <sighs> I'm being a super nerd, nerd right now. No, you know what? Forget it. I'm going to cut it. He, but he did miss it, by the way. Oh, did he? <laughs> he did, did he miss it? Anyway, I'm going to. Um, gonna, I'm not. I'm not even going to give. I'm not even going to give that up. Okay. I'm going to. I'm going to go back. All right. And I'm going to. I'll take that. Pre. 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 Red strikes back. Yes. Okay. Uh, Rod Stewart. I'm going to say the shelf life ends prior to. Do you think I'm sexy? Uh, are we talking Rod Stewart solo or Faces as well? Well, I mean, yeah, I include him with Faces. Okay, all right. Um, I can't say you're wrong. I do like there's a uh, an album on their call or a song on there called Young Turks. Okay, on that album, isn't that a Bowie I cover? Think I think it's no. I think it's the name name of the um the album. I think is called Young Turks. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. Like, I thought that was a Bowie. Some, thing. some guys have all the luck. <laughs> Crap on that. I agree with you. I mean, you know. But like Rod Stewart. Rod sure, there's Stewart, hot legs. I'm going to. Who, yeah. who can hate hot legs? Right, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, I, I like like Mad Men. Not Mad Men Over the Water. Uh, what's the other one? Atlantic Crossing. Right? Okay. Every picture tells a story. Oh. Atlantic Crossing. Um, there's one more that I'm flaking on. But yeah, early 70s Rod Stewart 
Hell yes. Yeah. Please. His voice is so good. Yeah. Like he's super underrated. Well, I told you before that, you know, my sound that I decided I was going to have when I was 12 years old. Sure. I'm going to go out there. My sound is going to be Sam Cooke, but rocked out like the Rolling Stones. Ooh. Interesting. And then I heard faces. You're like, I went, damn oh, it. Somebody Be- already did it. Beat me to it. Better. Son of a. <laughs> and then you learn Ron Wood was in faces. And you're like, oh, oh it all comes. It, it all makes sense. Sure. Meh. Meh. And Kenny Jones. Who doesn't bother anybody? No. Kenny Jones is just back there doing his thing. Sure. Just ask, uh, you know, Roger Daltrey <laughs> and Pete Townsend. Just right? back there. Just, hey, we need a drummer for this last album that we're going to do ever. If they only knew then what they know now. Right. Well, it's not their last album ever. Correct. Right. Um, but, but yeah, yeah again, um, Kenny Jones isn't going to win a game for you. But he won't lose it for you. Right. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> the drum manager. He's That's he is the drum manager. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's a good way to put it. That's a very good way to put it. And lately, the Who when they tour, well, not this year, obviously, but um, I think it's still Ringo's kid, right? Zach Starkey is their drummer, if I remember right. Yeah, I think that's right. And he was the Oasis drummer for a minute. And I believe also Pino Palladino plays bass. Or actually, I think just Knowles. Summer. Pino Palladino, Zach Starkey, uh, Townsend. And Daltrey. Daltrey. Yeah. Plus, I'm sure, supporting. Oh, yeah, supporting cast. You know what? I Here's something I was going to tell you, and I don't know if I did or not. Did you know Chuck Lavelle, right? You know Chuck Lavelle? Oh, who doesn't know Chuck Lavelle? He played with Roger Waters. Or not Roger Waters, uh, David Gilmore. Really? Yeah. They. Sh- I, I was watching, I was just rabbit holing. On YouTube one day, and I went to uh, Comfortably Numb from Pompeii. Okay. Like, David Gilmore played a concert in Pompeii, like, 2016, 15, something like that. Mm-hmm. And who's singing the, who's singing the uh, Roger Waters part of Comfortably Numb? Chuck Lavelle. Oh, yeah. While playing keys? Yes. Wow. And I'm see, I'm like, I hear, I see somebody singing, and I'm like, is that Chuck? That- it sure looks like close. I'm like, holy shit, it is. The yeah. kind of like super eighties beard yeah, and yeah, 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 I'm like, holy crap, it's Chuck Lavelle. Wow. Yeah, I know. You know, he uh, guy that I occasionally got to sit in and do a radio show locally here. Yep. Um He one of his bumps was uh, Jessica. Okay. By Chuck Lavelle. What? Yeah, it, like a piano cover of Jessica. Really? Oh, it's it's amazing. Wow. Yeah, I'll have to play it for you. The, I could play it for everybody if I <laughs> bothered. <laughs> if you bothered, or if Tom it. would get off his ass yeah, and Tom, plug it in. If you put the top hat down for five uh, seconds, he's still he's still fuming, he's still fuming over about the, Dylan. The, yeah, Dylan. I, should, I shouldn't have said it out loud. I know you should have said it out loud. That's fine. I mean, it's, it's your opinion. Just one man's opinion. Yeah, I, and that's somebody else with a shelf life for me. Yeah, I guess that's kind of what made me think of it. Right, post seventy yeah, eight. Yeah, I can't say you're wrong. I, I do like the song that they pulled. Um, for the for high fidelity. Oh, okay. Most of the time. All right. But there's something about Bob's voice now. Mm-hmm. Like everybody raved and you know raved on his new latest album. Like, oh, it's a Bob or whatever. Blah, blah. No. Yeah. Keep it. I listened to it. I tough tried. listen. I tried. It was a tough listen. Yeah. Because simply because his he can't really sing anymore. Yeah. You know, the last couple of years, I've noticed that about McCartney, too, where he's starting to have that old man voice. Yeah. Which, you know what? I have not listened to the new McCartney album. God bless him. No, I haven't. You know what? To be fair. To be fair. I haven't listened to it either. Okay. Uh, but that's why I I saw him live in Wrigley Field, and yep. it blew me away. It was the closest thing I'd ever get to see to the seeing Beatles. the Beatles. Sure. Yeah. And uh, he sounded great. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to refuse to ever see him again because I want this to be the last memory that I Makes have. Makes sense. I don't want to go out there and hear, let die. Right. right. And, you know, and again, if that happens, God bless you. you everybody gets old, man. I understand completely. And I get it. But yeah. I get it. Like one of my concert regrets not seeing, this is another topic we can talk about, mm. it shows you wish you'd have seen. Yeah, but you didn't. 
Yes. And you're like, fuck. I have a number one for that already, but go ahead. Uh, mine is Clapton. Okay. But, but the problem is, by the time I was old enough to really go to concerts, yeah, he was already bad. Okay. Talk about shelf life, right? Right. Like Clapton up until about just before August. Mm-hmm. Like that album's, what was the Beyond the Sun, I think was the album before that. If yes. I remember right. And Tom is shaking his head. Okay, Beyond the Sun. Yeah. That was the last, in my opinion, decent Clapton album. And one could argue that he didn't do hasn't done didn't do anything after maybe just one night, which was a live album. Right. Because he spent the entire I mean, like the bulk of the seventies he spent on heroin. Drunk or, yeah, drunk yeah. or on smack. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He had to uh gear up enough to be straight enough to get on the plane to right. go to Mick Jagger's wedding. Right. Shut your mouth and get your ass on the plane. Yeah. As just... uh, Mr. Cooley once said. Uh but oh, going back to tell the the uh Clapton story. Yeah. Uh, I did. I went to see him, and I guess it was the August album because yeah. that was uh, Forever Man was the hit. Okay, but I guess Color of Money had just come out. Yep, I think that's. I think that was between. Okay, I believe it, between Beyond the Sun and August. Okay, it might have been on August as a whatever. So it was. Like it was on the charts, and I it was like in the top five. I mean, it was yeah pretty ma- that yeah. in the way that you, it was a pretty big hit. Yeah, what's in the world? Yeah, that one. Anyway, so it's Clapton, it's Phil Collins on drums. Correct. Um, Clapton goes into Wonderful Tonight Mm -hmm. and he starts off just acoustic, which was amazing. Sure. And like for the second verse, Phil Collins like does this fill in. Yeah. And and as soon as he did, people started booing. And I'm like, Phil wow. Collins is getting booed playing the drums because they wanted to hear the whole thing acoustic. Wow. And I'm like, that's amazing. I can't believe I'm seeing that. Get some. So that, and then the fact that he did not play that song. He didn't play in the way it's no. the way you use it? Good for him. I thought that was the coolest fucking drop the mic. Him. I'm Eric fucking Clapton. Go fuck, fuck yourself. That's right. And I remember going back to junior high the next day, and another kid in my class had gone to that show and yeah. goes, "Can't I'm the, the only reason I went was to hear that it's song, and I can't believe he didn't play it." And I'm like, "That's exactly why I love it. That's why I loved it." Yes, he just gave you a big fuck you, fuck you eighth grader nerd. Oh, Scott Garland, take that. Get some. Son of a bitch. Okay, so biggest yeah. miss. Yes, mine was Clapton. Yeah. I still have not seen him uh, at this point. Right. I'm not even sure if he's going to bother touring again. He Why would you? Why, he doesn't need to. Yeah. Let the mystique. Exactly. Run it out. Anyway. Um, and, and what stinks about this mm-hmm. is this is a band that I saw several times anyway. So it shouldn't really be like a, a bummer regret. Okay. But it was going to be... Um, the Goo Goo Dolls at the Metro. I'm trying to think for Hold Me Up. Oh, this is before Boy Named Goo. Yes, okay. before Superstar Car Wash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like right, or maybe, maybe that album had just come out, but they were still n- small enough to play the Metro. I just love another one, and. Go ahead. I did not go to that show because I went to uh, my good friend Tracy Boffman's sister's high school graduation. Because uh, at the suitable t- reason, it, well, at the time, my old man tells me he goes, "If you if you go to that show instead of this graduation, and you not end up marrying that girl, you are never going to hear the end of you missing her high school graduation. Right? It will be a topic of discussion." For years. Right, right. He's like, you'll be 55 and still hearing about it. Right. And I'm like, okay. So I go to the graduation then, and of course, we don't get married. And nope. now I'm looking back at that show going, man, I could have really been fucking amazing. I wish I would that show. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Uh, another one yeah. that I regret not seeing. Um, I don't even know if I could have, to be honest with you. Yeah, I probably could have. Uh, R.E.M. Oh. Never saw R.E.M. Kind of wish I did. When you mentioned UIC earlier, mm-hmm. I was trying to think if I'd ever seen a show at UIC, and REM was one of the shows I saw. I've been to a few shows there. 
Kurt and I saw REM at UIC, and then the following day we saw them in Champagne. Nice at U of I at the assembly is that, hall. Is that the one they taped? Because didn't they tape tour film? I'm not sure. Michael was Stipe green, was really sick. Was it the Green Tour? No, this was uh, like document, document or fables or one of the two. Okay, it was document. All right, because his finest works on on the yeah that's on document. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Green Tour they taped at U of I. Um, the tape of the assembly hall. Nice. Um, but you know what? For him complaining about um, being sick and yeah. not sounding right yep. to himself, yep. he sounded fucking great. He sounded fine. He did. He I really know, right? did. I know. I'm with you. Uh, I saw... God, it shows, God, I've seen so many at UIC. I saw Jimmy Page there. Nice. On the Outrider tour. Um, saw Metallica there. They were awesome. They're so good. <laughs> it was so good. Uh, I saw you two there. Back when you two was you two. I I know Un- a couple of folks that saw UIC or you Un- two at the UIC Unforgettable Fire Tour. Yeah, yeah, I was there. The first day, two shows. I looked up the set list, and I distinctly remember I went to show one. Okay. Um, because I remember the camera because they taped part of it for a CBS. News thing mm-hmm. about this new up and coming band called right, and uh, and they did they they spent a lot of that show doing like little offshoots of songs that had kind of the same chord progressions. Oh, so like for one of the songs, it might have, it wasn't in the name of love. I can't remember which one, but like they broke into Ruby Tuesday. Wow, yeah, stuff like that. Interesting. Yeah, the set list is online. It's pretty cool, but. They were amazing, as as early U two is right. I mean, U two to this day, playing stadium shows and shit. Like it that. got yeah, it got more into production, yeah, which than the music itself. Again, Edge will be the first to tell you his musicianship all is all production. production. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. How do you do that? Well, well I'm just well, kind of hitting one string. Well, I sit it through seven hundred delay pedals. Exactly. I, uh... But you know, knowing. How to do that is also a talent, Correct. right? I mean, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's no different than producing an, an album or a record or anything like that. Right. I was watching a thing on. Uh, we all can't be Ingve, man. I went down a rabbit hole of YouTube the other day and um, stumbled upon a Daniel Lanois uh, rig rundown because he was playing some show in Nashville. You know, the premier guitar. Mm-hmm. If you've never seen it before, I recommend it highly. If you're a nerd like us, rig rundown. So. Daniel Lanois likes to turn his amps almost all the way up and then play them play the instrument quietly that he's playing. Which is the exact opposite for when you record. Right. Right. But when he's live, mm-hmm. he turns his amps almost all the way up and he plays quiet so that when he does play at normal volume, it's an emphasis. It's a it's a it's a paintbrush okay. to what he's playing. But for the most part, he like he plays slide guitar. He almost he his right hand that does normally does the plucking of the strings. He hardly ever touches it with his right hand. It's all left hand sliding technique and shit like that. Wow. Yeah, it's really interesting watch. And then they interviewed Daniel Lanois about um, Octum Baby, and he's like, yeah, we went to Berlin because you know they're huge Bowie fans and Brian Eno fans. It's another guy I don't get Brian Eno. Yeah, I I put I him in there. I don't get it. Um. And the rumor is that they almost broke up. And what Daniel Lanois tried to get them to do was understand that there's the... I can't remember how he put it, but I'll put it this way. There's the core machine, which is in this room, and the candy on top room is over here. As long as you get the core part right and rocking and everything else, this part, the candy on top part, can wait, but you have to get the core part right. And he says, "You two is very good at that. You two is very good at well, getting the core of the song. Know your fucking role, right? right exactly. I mean, Larry Mullen Jr. and Adam Clayton, yeah, lay it down. Correct. And but you know, and, and and stay out of the way. Correct. Right. But they that's that's their thing is that they they get the basics down. Mm-hmm. And they were having problems getting the basics down. Apparently. Oh. And that was problematic. They were at each other's, I don't want to say each other's throats. I don't know if that's true or not. 
part of me if the band is almost going to break up that's no bueno yeah you know but again that shit happens man when you get when you get around people that yeah and again it's got to be know your role because how many times if you're bono do you look at adam clayton and go you don't think there's like 500 of you out there that i could get correct to play what you play right exactly and like it happened to truckers yeah right yeah like it got to a point working with jason isbel that they just couldn't do it he, he it was toxic yeah they couldn't do it but i also th- i i think that that had to happen to force him to yeah. he had a lot of good stuff that was never going to make albums correct because it i mean it, to a lesser extent patterson hood and uh mike cooley are kind of like the lennon mccartney of dbt yes right for sure i mean it was kind of like isbel would get a couple songs an album maybe and it's like yeah but i got like 30 more that i think are really good and And the the thing is that that his songs were some of the best on the albums he put them oh right because like in in they talk about the end of and this is also if i didn't know i was i was listening a little bit to the mark Marin when he had isbel on the wtf podcast when he had isbel on and he's talking about jason he pronounced pal Jason is talking about the sort of towards the end and how like opening acts for the truckers mm-hmm. would take pictures of drive-by truckers dressing room at the end of the night. Because of all the empty bottles and the, cans. Because of the six to seven empty bottles, empty fifths of Jack. Of Jack. And he's like... <laughs> How do you like? There's only five. Well, no, probably at that time there were six because mm-hmm. there's Neff, Isbol, Shauna, Easy B, Cooley, and Pestle. Six people. Yeah, that means they each drink a, a fifth of Jack Daniels. Yeah, each, each. Yeah. So I'm guessing that Shauna didn't drink one by herself. So no, but I mean, like that one concert where Isbol's blind. Uh, they they drink a fifth on stage during the oh, gig yeah. during the gig right they pass it around yeah and polish off a fifth of it yeah right but that's something they they've done since yeah right I like know. when we saw him on the dirt underneath tour right uh-huh when we saw him at park west which was one of the most amazing shows i've ever been to it was just ridiculous they were passing around you know spooner was back there yeah right having his jack and shauna would have some and you know They'd pass the ball around a little bit. Yeah. So they didn't stop. No. Like it wasn't Jason doing it. Right. Right? And they all were doing it. Again, you must get up a, a tolerance for it. I, the only time I was ever around a band like that where they were out partying, well, Reckless Kelly will would, yes. will come out and like drink with you after the show. Yep. and They enjoy a little Crown Royal. And, and doing shots and whatever. Yep. And I just think... You know, you guys play like four or five nights a week. And you're doing this all the time. Yeah. And like I remember one one show we saw them at Six Strings. They went to the Cubs game. Oh, and did uh, I don't know if they, they didn't really do it, but they were at they went to the Cubs game. Okay. You know, all their gear was there. Sure. You know, it's like they drove the bus down to Blooming down here, dropped the trailer off, and then they were at the Cub game. Yeah. Or they rented a car. I don't I don't know how they got there, but Right. And if you've ever been to a Cub game and you enjoy a beer or two, you know that can be a long day. Yeah. Just going to the game. Right. But then they came. Yeah. And they were amazing. Put on a great show. <laughs> they were awesome. Face melters. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I I had two different experiences with them there. There was one night they were kind of playing for a paycheck, and then the other the other night they were uh, they were just dead on. They were. Um, the guy, the bartender there, I talked to him at another another time, and he said that they were the hardest band to work with because oh, the di- I heard they were divas, right? Is that what he said? Well, that's what he said, but I mean, basically, why have a writer if that asks for specific equipment and then when the venue doesn't provide it and you get pissed about that, right? why is that on them? I don't know. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, because they're like, hey, we want this kind of um, monitor, these kind of monitors, we want this kind of, you know, stage sound, we want blah, blah, blah. Right. And, you know, the place kind of ignored it and said, well, you know, whatever, this is good enough or right. this is enough like that for you. Right. And then when they got pissed, the guy's like, oh, look at you, smell you, Princess Grace. And it's like, <laughs> well, you know, just because you don't know, haven't heard of them or know who like the fuck they are. Right. It's on the, I mean, if it's on the writer. Right. I think you're contractually obligated. That's to, the whole point. Right. But, I mean, they were pissed enough that they were just going to say, hey, fuck you. We don't need this. We're leaving. Right. And uh, But the place was packed. It was. So, I mean, I get. They went out and got them. I mean, they ended up going to uh, Pro Sound. Yeah. At the music shoppy. Shoppy. And uh, getting them what they or... wanted. Yeah, which is what they just should have fucking done in the first place. Right. Right. So. I'm like, did you have to? Right. Make a yeah. thing out of it. Right. Do you have to make a big deal out of it? It's in the writer. You're contractually obligated to do it. You signed the contract. Now, whatever. Give me a show that you went to yep. and had no expectations whatsoever and were immediately blown away. Well, I mean, there's. Or the, expecting something to be bad. There was the, um, the Isbel show we went to with the opener Sunday of. Justin Towns Earl opening. Yeah. Where he came out looking all 1930s, 1940s, right. Right, right. and it was just him. And we were just like him and some other dude who looked like a hillbilly. With a uh, mandolin. Yeah. One guy mandolin and Justin had a guitar. Like, we're like, like what a, is a 1930s guitar. Like, oh, great. What yeah. is this shit? And then first song in, face melt. It was like, yeah. what, what is this? This guy's telling the truth. Um, boy, let me think for a minute. Um I mean, we're, we have to be talking opening acts, right? Because if you were, well, if uh, if you were, I mean, if you're gonna spend money to go to a show, it's gonna be for the headliner, right? right? If Uncle Critty was here right now, wow. he would be laughing his ass off because his claim is that I fall in love with every opening act <laughs> ever. You're not far from wrong. Yeah, eh, Kurt's not far from wrong. Yeah, I, I typically end up coming home with uh, some music from an opening you do. act. Sherwood Forest. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Boy, that's a great question. Um, there's a lot of concerts I have to go through in my head. No, I hear you. Um, While you're thinking, I'll give you mine. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Shunk and I were in Austin on mm-hmm. 6th Street, yep. and we went to see the Scabs Okay, because um, They'd gotten a lot of buzz, and we knew nothing about them. Never heard anything about them before, and but we just, you know, heard that this is this is the band at that time to see in Austin. So we we go there, and it is absolutely packed. It is, you know, barely, you're barely able to walk through the bar. It, right. you're, I mean, you're touching somebody every time you move somewhere. Right. I'm sick. Right at the time. Oh boy. We'd uh, we'd had a couple of good nights. We saw Reckless Kelly at. Uh, at Green Hall for New Year's. Hmm, nice. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not feeling great. And I'm like, man, it's a band I don't know. It's like wall-to-wall people. It's hot. Right. And they come out, and the lead singer has a stocking hat on and a sucker in his mouth, and he's dressed kind of like a gangster rapper. Yeah. And I'm And there's a horn section and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and then for like the next two and a half hours, I my mouth was on the floor. Like, oh, I was just like, this is so great. Oh. It was the greatest live energy, funk, rock. Nice. What I, I mean, it just, it was amazing. Yeah. So that was mine. All right. Um, I guess I got two. Uh, they weren't jaw dropping, but they were better than I thought they were going to be. Um, first one probably is Father John Misty. Okay. Um, he opened for Isbel when me and Kim went to go see him for our anniversary. Um, I've heard a lot about him. I haven't really heard he him good. much. Him. He was good. He had a horn. I mean, it was he had like fifteen people on stage. Okay. So I mean, you got to take that for whatever it is, but. Um, I thought they were they were really good. I was I was very entertained. I was entertained. <laughs> Are you not Are entertained? You not I was. No, literally, I was. Um, <laughs> the other one was a band that we saw, you and I saw, um, and they were um, 
hyped, but I really enjoyed them. And uh, the Dexatines, who, ah. who opened for Drive by Truckers the night the night we saw the, them. the fateful night. I thought the Dexatines were great. Yeah, they did sound really good. Right, their they songs were, are really good. Um, I mean, like I've seen opening acts like, for example, Queensrÿche right before Mindcrime. Okay. Right when Mindcrime came out, they opened for Metallica. Okay. I saw that show, and they were nuts. Like, I'm not going to count that. Sure. Because I mean, Queensrÿche's like that album is unfuckwithable, in my opinion. Unfuckwithable. Right. Um. But yeah, like I've seen Primus open for Rush. I've seen. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put Primus in the category of appreciate. Don't you don't get. Yeah, I, did, I didn't get him either. To be honest with you, they were. I mean, they were. They were, I was pleasantly surprised. Les Claypool is cool as fuck, but yeah. okay, yeah, right? Like he tried out for Metallica. Oh, I remember. <laughs> I remember Cliff, seeing when, that when Cliff died. Yeah, he tried out, and they went, "You're too good." Yeah, <laughs> you're way too good. No, you no, you're not gonna work out. Um, I don't know, like stuff like that. You know, I saw Tommy Shaw open for Rush. <laughs> yeah, uh, shit like that. Yeah. I might I'm guilty pleasure concerts would be another I think that could be a whole other episode. Yeah, I mean like for example I saw Makeupless Kiss Oof. at the Holiday Star Theater in Oof. Mer- in Merrillville. Oof. Opening act Anthrax. Ah, oh, see? And they were amazeballs. And I had really high expectations. You got to see the live I'm the man? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, that was exactly right when oh. that show happened. Yeah, it was right when I'm the Man first started breaking. That's killer. But they were, oh my God, were they so good. <laughs> they were unbelievably good. Ugh. They blew Kiss off the stage, uh, obviously. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Makeupless Kiss. Yeah. Why was that ever a thing? I don't know. Because the, that's the part of their gimmick, right? Yeah. Oh, boy. I don't know. But yeah, I, I'm looking forward to going to some shows again. I miss it. Oh, I'm itching. Yeah, me too. I'm super itching. All right, well, now give me the the next show. Mm-hmm. No matter what the ticket price is or where it is, okay. in a three-state radius okay. that you would go to. Isabel. Okay. 100%. And that's that's it, though. I mean, that, that injury um, list... Boy, yeah, pretty much. Well, the thing is, is well, he's going to go to Chicago, or he's going to play here, right? Or Peoria, or, Peoria. or yeah. Like I wouldn't go to a, like up to Wisconsin to see him or anything, right? But um, Isbel would be one. Okay. Uh, Reckless Kelly, probably two. I would think. Um, I was really looking forward to seeing Bob. Yeah. Down here. That was supposed to be September, right? It was supposed to be September. Got pushed back to... Like April of next year? Something like that. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, uh, we got to go to that show. Um, But yeah, I mean, like, other than that, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to be really blown away by something. Like, you know, U2 or something like that, maybe. The one thing I've never been to, honestly, other than I've never been to a stadium show. Like I've never been to Wrigley for a show. I've never oh, been really? to Soldiers Field for a show. Never I, been to Kaminsky for a show. Kaminsky. Kaminsky. I uh I saw the Stones at Soldier Field. Nice. Twice. Very nice. Yeah, man. Yeah, I've never I, I keep thinking that I wouldn't enjoy it. Is the the uh, I get overriding it. thing, you know, me, though it's just too big. But you've seen like Rush at Allstate Arena. I've seen Rush at the World Music Twitter Theater Center. Yeah, mm-hmm. twice. Okay, well, three times, yeah, maybe. Three and times. depending, depending on you know the artist, mm-hmm. a lot of times, even though it's called a stadium show, sure, they don't open the whole thing, right? Right, right, right. So I get it. But like I would have, I think I would have enjoyed you two in the round when they did the, what tour was that? I can't remember the tour, but the one with the four giant things on top, where it looked like a fucking spaceship was landing. 
Okay. On the stage, if you know what I'm talking about, whatever. But they did that show at Soldier's Field. Nice. I would have liked to see that. I think in the round, I would have enjoyed it because you're about as close as you're going to get anywhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're you're never too far away. Like I've been to two in the round shows, and loved them both. Because it didn't really matter where you sat, because you're not going to be that far away from the band. Like I saw uh, Def Leppard in the round at mm-hmm. Allstate, and I saw Yes when they did that Union tour, where everybody hated everybody. <laughs> Nobody got along on that show. Nice. Everybody hated everybody. That's the thing about Yes is like. And wh- what iteration of that was it? So Anderson, Wakeman, Buford, and How? That was. Yeah, those four, mm-hmm. plus the 90125, yes. Trevor Rabin. Trevor Rabin. Alan White. Alan White. Uh, Bill, or not Bill Buford. Uh, uh, I'm flaking. Uh, Chris Squire. Chris Squire. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Rest in peace, Chris Squire. Yeah. Yeah, but it was that show. It was like Anderson, Squire, Howe, Rabin, Buford, wow. White, uh, Rick Wakeman, mm-hmm. and... Uh, Tony K also was on that. Played keyboard. Okay. Tony K was the keyboard player in Yes Before Rick Wakeman. Steve Howe was one you left out of that. Oh, sorry. Yes, yeah, that's Howe. right. Yeah, but I mean, that's it was amazing because you got to hear all this Yes performed by the people that did it. Actually, did it. Yeah. From beginning to end, like if you want to hear Owner of Lonely Heart, you can. You're, we're going to play that for you. You want to hear Starship Trooper? We're going to play that too. You want to hear you know and you and I? We're going to do that too. Any era of yes you wanted to hear, you're going to hear, like, except for Tormato, of course, like the whatever. There's a long story. Like, yes, the family tree's big. <laughs> it's <laughs> real big of people that have been in the band, yes. Right. But at the same point, uh, most of what you'd want to hear from a yes concert, you're, you're going to get. That was amazing. And I saw yes on the 90125 tour at Papa Creek. That was fun. And I saw him on the big generator tour. At the Allstate, mm. the old Allstate Arena for the big generator tour, and then the Union tour. So yeah, I haven't seen any iterations since. Yeah, because they keep monkeying around with like Chris Squire died. I mean, there's only so much you can do, right? Right. When that happens, but um, yeah, I mean, there's been iterations since. Of, to me, John Anderson is yes. Mm-hmm. To me, yeah, he's the voice, right? And they had a dude that sounded just like him. They had two dudes that sounded almost like him, mm-hmm. but it didn't sound like him. If no. that makes any sense. Yeah, no, I got it. Like they pushed on with you know two other guys, and it just didn't. Not the same. You can do that sometimes. Other times you can't. Uh, right. Sticks. I saw with uh, Larry Gowan. Right. Filling in, yeah, and I thought they were really good. Yeah, I've seen clips. I've seen uh, YouTube clips of that. I mean. He was fine. Yeah. I mean, that's the young... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, knowing that he's kind of a douche and right. agoraphobic... Is he agoraphobic now? He is. Or does he have a thing like where his thing, stage lights this is what bother he, his skin? This is what he claims. Mm-hmm. Is that the reason he can't play out anymore is because he's allergic to the lights. Yeah. I'm not saying he's wrong. Right. I mean... Every his, person has their own thing. His big deal was... The revival of Jesus Christ Superstar, he played Judas, right? That right. was his... On a stage yeah. with a bunch of lights. Right. So, yeah, go on. And next? Right. It's because you fucked up sticks, dude. That's why you did that. Yeah. With your Mr. Roboto shit. Oh, my gosh. You did that, buddy. I mean, they could have said no, I guess, but... Yeah. The funny thing is, like, there's a really good stick song on that album called Don't Let It End. Mm-hmm. Which is a fantastic song. It really is, and it's it's a stick song. It harkens back to yeah. But man, you really, really fucked that band up, Dusty. No wonder they fired you, or yeah. you quit, or whatever, or whatever. whatever happened. Whatever really happened, we don't know. Yeah. But oh, interestingly enough, yeah, their first reunion tour with him, mm-hmm. uh, we were at a studio in God. Lombard, I want to say. Lombard, this, hello. This is back when I was playing with Donnie Rocker and Tom. Tom, remember that? So is we're the top hats moving up and down. Yeah. So we're in, we're in one of the studio pods and we're practicing, mm-hmm. and 
you know, I left to go take a piss or whatever it was. And I'm walking by a door and I, I'm like, that's a really kick-ass fucking cover of Renegade. <laughs> Who's doing that? And I look in the window of the door and it's fucking sticks getting oh, ready for this reunion tour. Nice. It was so cool. Nice. And quickly somebody came to the door and said, get the fuck over. Get out of here, you son of a bitch. Go away. Okay. okay. Sorry. Yeah. I'm, just... I'm going to go back and play real shit music that we're going to play at some bar in Brookfield. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. We're going to play at Brixie's. Yeah. We'll see you. See ya. <laughs> oh man. Um God, there was one there was one last thing I wanted to ask you. Oh. Bands you think that should have made it because they were semi supergroups. Ooh. <laughs> um I'm guessing this is a short list, and I only have one in my mind that I thought when I heard it, I'm like, "Well, how is that not a fucking thing?" Um, boy, that's a good question. Um, I mean, you can't really say Asia because that's not true, right? Well, because they were a thing. Because they were a thing. Yeah, they were a big thing. See, Asia doesn't really count. And that was Hackett and How? No, no, no. It was GTR. Oh, that's one that maybe should have made it. <laughs> there you right? go. That <laughs> no, was GTR. They had they had the one song. Okay, the song. They, they can be a short list. That's GTR could be on the list. Um, I had that cassette, by the way. Oh, I'm sure I have the CD somewhere in a box. <laughs> um, let me think a little bit. The cassette mm-hmm. I bought at the same time as that would be the Storm, which was Greg Rowley and Ross Valerie oh. back together from Journey Fabe. Whoa. Yeah, one album. Oof. Um. There was a oh fuck what was the name of the band that uh it was I want to say the Thorns the Thorns I want to say, say. it's the name of the band okay I could be wrong all right I'm trying to remember who the fuck was in it it was Matthew Sweet ooh it doesn't it sounds better than it is uh, already it was Matthew Sweet I want to say Will Hogue but I don't think that's right. Okay. Anyway, there was a band called the Thorns. They were in the aughts. Okay. That I thought were going to do a thing, and they didn't do a thing. Yeah, it's they did the one album, and it was kind of every single Matthew Sweet collaboration you hear of. You're like, oh, that would be really cool. And then you listen to it, like, it has to do with the way that he delivers his his delivery, maybe, and how much Susanna Hoff says on everything, right? (laughs) I mean, I I can't knock that, right? I can't knock that, but just the his voice is very it's niche mm-hmm. right yeah i mean but he wanted to do all that like 60s sounding stuff yeah and he did he did it just didn't do anything it did some for a while did it yeah okay and then i'm talking about like his solo stuff like oh, girlfriend no, no, no. And oh yeah 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 no i'm talking about after like, that like serious like beatles like, covers and shit like yes. that yes yeah yeah, yeah. And like he had a, I think he had a song in like one of the Austin Powers movies. He did. Was you're right? He did. Yeah, yeah. But it was he was too. His voice seems rigid to me. Like yeah. Doesn't have no. Doesn't have any soul to it. I guess or whatever. It's hard to put it anyway. Right. I don't want to say too much because he'll eat me. <laughs> I'm big and fat, so he'll, he'll love me. But again, like Altered Beast, unfuckwithable. <laughs> Girlfriend, yeah. uh, 100% fun. Yeah. That stretch is just, forget about it. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And and here's somebody that I like a lot, and I know that you don't, and I'm going to throw this out there for your list, is Todd Rundgren. But he had, he yeah, had, he's on the list. Of he, had a, he had a similar run. Yeah. Like where it was just hit, 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 and then, you know, what's next? Well, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's next. Well, they always say that second album's harder to do than the first one. Truth, because the well, first one you've had, you've, you've had, had your those back in your pocket. pocket, right? Like that, the Hootie and the Blowfish album. Yeah, Don and I used to talk about that all Fair the time. The Johnson. It was like, God, every song on there is like a greatest hits album. Well, sure, if you've been a band for five years, right? You know, you get a chance to play it live. You, mm-hmm. you there are songs you love. You yeah. make them perfect, yeah. and then that's what you give. And the sophomore album is the tough one, but can't say I hate it. Altered Beast. Uh, what's the story? Morning Glory. Oh, I know, right. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, 
The only other weird group like that that I remember from off the top of my head mm-hmm. is when well, this isn't really a super group. It's more of a replacement player in the group. But remember Emerson Lake and Powell. Oh, the different ELP when, when, when Cozy Powell played right with Emerson Lake. I Emerson, Keith, uh, Keith no, Emerson I don't remember that so it, much. Um, there was something they did called Touch and Go, which was fantastic. Okay, and it just didn't. Mm, mm, we saw him. We went to go see him. Yeah, and they played a half Allstate Arena, like the stage sure. being at the end, like we were talking about before. It they cut it, it in half. They yeah. cut it in half. So there was maybe 5,000 people there-ish. Because there's no place really in Chicago at the time that had a place that could hold kind of an in-between number like that. Right. Um, Too big for like a theater show. Right. Yeah. Right. Too small to have a full horizon. But yeah. It was okay. Like it didn't work out. It's just fine. It is what it is. They got their money. (laughs) The one that I was thinking of was Paul Rogers and Jimmy Page. Oh, yeah. That's another good In one. The Firm? The, the Firm, yeah. yeah. That's another good one. They had two albums. They did do two. It was him, Tony Franklin, and Chris Slade. Yeah. yeah. And it just didn't click. No. I'm with you. And thing is, when I saw when I saw Jimmy Page solo, I'm trying to remember, make sure I get my chronology right. It was after The Firm. And he had a guy named John Sykes, I believe, singing for him. John Sykes was in like I want to say Rainbow, briefly. Okay. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna Google anything. I'm just no. Gonna, trying to remember off the top of my head. Well, Tom's already given up. Yeah, he's given up. He's. You don't need to flip me the bird. Like I'm just trying to tell a story Seriously. here. Seriously. Anyway, so and I believe they did radioactive. Like I think. Oh. I think they pulled off radioactive. So anyway, that's my side note. Jimmy Page was incredible too. He was really good. Yeah. He always looks drunk though. Yeah. Not to say he's not, but I'm just. Like when you see him, like there's grainy video of him with the crows mm-hmm. when they did that album, right? At the Athens, at the, at the Greek, at the Greek, yeah. And he looks completely wasted. Yeah, but well, they all do. To be fair, to be fair, yeah. Fair. But you mentioning that was going to be another topic of discussion. Is mm-hmm. I wonder if that should be more of a thing. Where you take existing bands and then bring in like one original person and recreate it because they so do, like, they do Zeppelin like Magpie Salute for example right right we and the Crows are back together but yeah they do Zeppelin almost better than Zeppelin does well like era era one or two yeah you know yeah I mean but can you it would have almost been ridiculous to have um, not Wolf Mother who's who's the Zeppelin uh, Greta the, Van Fleet. The, that's it. The kids from Detroit. Yeah. Um, like, to have Paige sit in with them because it, there's they're already doing it. out of it. Right. There's nothing, they're already, <laughs> yeah. that's a thing they do. Right. But with... The Crows crowsed it up a little. A little skosh. But, yeah. I mean, they kept pretty pretty true to the... They did. And especially, like, for my two favorite songs, um, well, they do Custard Pie and then yeah. they do... Um, Nobody's fault but mine. Right. Yeah, it's, which I love nobody's fault. But oh mine. my god. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. But he, and he doesn't do like a cheap Robert Plant copy. He sings it like like him. Chris. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what makes which, it good. Which you can totally get along with, right? Yeah. Like they're the crows are so underrated, but I mean, like they owe a lot of their existence to like the faces. Sure. You know, and stones and stuff like that, right? Oh. But I mean, I mean, their whole they took it their and, whole gimmick when they came up. Was like early seventies Mick and Keith. I mean, right. even the even the crow caricatures, right? Or the way that were dressed, or that like way. the way that he, right? Or the way they dressed on stage, yeah, right. I mean, it was kind of Keith and Keith, <laughs> like Truth. Keith one and Keith two, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I the the crow that that Jimmy Page and Crows on was just ridiculous, and they came out with it. It was a record store day thing a while ago on vinyl. The other day. The other day. I went to the old record store the other day. Yeah. Like I said, the, the, this record store day, like I said, the one I missed, I, I probably should have gotten that DBT, and I didn't. And I should have. The live one from uh, that record store in Virginia. Right, but it was spending. Like it was like 45 bucks. Yeah. And I'm like, mm. Mm. Eh. And then here's a guy that's going to buy the three Uncle Tupelo albums for sure. <laughs> 100 bucks total. <laughs> Yeah, that's another thing too. If you can, I mean, the, 
I've pre-ordered them from Waiting Room. So mm-hmm. um, the first three Uncle Tupelo albums, so uh, No Depression, Too Far Gone, and March 16th to 20th, are all coming out on vinyl in early February, 1,500 copies only, clear vinyl. All three of them are clear vinyl. Which is awesome, because No Depression, or not, uh, Too Far Gone and March, whatever, I don't believe we're, we're ever, ever on, on vinyl. vinyl. Yeah. So to get all three on vinyl is going to be pretty freaking sweet. <laughs> we're looking forward to it. Sunvolt is another band I would go see if they if they wanted to play out down here. I love them. They were great. That was one of the best. That was one of the best days. Yeah, that was a good day. We had Doctor Sesma down yeah. and Shunk. Shunk made it over. It was great. It was. There was philosophy talked. <laughs> there was religion. There was religion. There was <laughs> whiskey. There was. Yeah, that got a little heavy for me. I had to go out and get some air. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, I was a couple seats away. Yeah. I, uh... But it was oh, all good. It was all fine. Right. Well, my answer to that question from before is our kid. I will pretty much go see Liam Oh, I'm sure if I will. have to go to Indiana. So if he's only playing in Indianapolis, yeah. you're in. I would well, go. it's a short drive from here. Yeah, or St. Louis or Chicago or yeah. wherever. It's a good thing about being here is yeah. that you're kind of equidistant. This is true. It's just as good, is as easy for you to get to Indianapolis as it is to get to Chicago. And then Isbel is on my list that if he is anywhere close, I'm there. Yeah. And uh, I will put Noel on that list too. Yeah, that's fair. But other than that, I'm, I'd be hard pressed to. It, it would, it, the thing is. It, but see, when you don't com- realize you want to go see him until you see him. Right. Until you see the thing come out. You're like, oh my God, we go see him. Right, like when we went to see Matthew Sweet. Yeah. Oh my God, we go see Matthew Sweet at the. He's playing the castle. castle. We've got to go down and see Matthew Sweet. Yeah. And I, it was a nice walk down memory lane. I mean, going to see Jim Blossoms and Toad at the castle was yeah. all. It's all good. When we saw um, last time, we saw Isabel there at the castle. Yeah. Was that the? Was that Jim, was the five year anniversary. That was it. No, I wasn't at that show. Oh. He played one more time. Okay. Because didn't James McMurtry open up? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It was McMurtry and Isbel. Mm-hmm. And it was me, you, and Tommy. I think. If I remember right, it was a band trip. Maybe. If I remember right. Okay. It was good times. It was good times. Good times. Yeah, it was good times. <laughs> it was good times. It was so good. And as we fade into... Uh, NPR host. <laughs> uh, probably better wrap it up. Kid. All right, kid. Uh, thanks for listening to this uh, bonus episode, which we're going to yeah. put up right now, right after episode 99AK. We're going to have both of them up there for you. As you'll see, I'm sure. Um, thanks for listening. I'm not going to do the usual stuff. No, so. you don't have to do propers here, but no, it's make sure that episode. you like comment or yeah. email or text yeah, and let us know. Let us know. Give, me, give us your musical inputs. Where we're wrong. <laughs> which is probably everywhere. And they're probably all wrong. And those and those venues you would want to go to, those yeah. shows you missed, the yeah. ones that melted your face and you had no idea who the band was, any any of that good stuff. Yeah, please let us know. So all right. One thing I was supposed to say. To this bonus episode of Visit Back. Deuces. Deuces. <laughs>